0: Welcome to Living Off the Land, the all things Cleveland podcast with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Cleveland does rock all right. Four and one. How does that sound, Cleveland? Your football team is four and one. And that's only good for third in the division, but we're four and one. How crazy is that? We were just talking
1: about this. At four and one, we're in third. Because P- Pittsburgh's undefeated right now, and we lost to Baltimore that's just where we're at and we
0: we would have already had the nfc east wrapped up if we were in that division <laughs> absolutely so the, the
2: top team there is two and three and they just lost their starting quarterback for the year
0: yeah but anyway anyway welcome back welcome in this is the deerfield gridiron browns post game show presented by lotl i'm dan here with ryan and steve welcome guys how we feeling
2: feeling incredibly good because it's very rare that I expect the Browns to lose a game and then they they just... uh Completely make me look stupid. I mean, I, I just love that. I actually, know. before
0: you got here, I, I was ta- I was lamenting Ryan and YouTube being scaredy cats for not picking the Browns this week. Yeah. Can you blame us? This is this is <laughs> the first. Hey, I can because I did pick the Browns. This yeah. is the
2: first deviation on my preseason picks, and it's a positive one. I like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I will always
0: it? happily be wrong
1: about this kind of thing. I, when in doubt, I root against the Browns just to protect, or not root against them. I pick against oh. them, <laughs> rooting for <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, Womp. <laughs> yeah. I will root for them all day long expecting a loss because that's just what i've been conditioned to to, to know but at the end of the day i'm always happy to be uh, incorrect about that so it's a good feeling i tell you what we made uh we'll talk about Taylor two halves the first half of that oh, game we made a really good defense look you know average at best yeah we we did a lot of
0: things really well in the first half of this football game yeah well what was interesting was uh so we had we had trouble running the ball all night uh obviously And uh, a lot of that has to do with you know Nick Chubb not being in there. I mean he's top three running back in the NFL. Um, But credit to Indianapolis, I mean they are stout against the run.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's that that was that was the thing. It was going if they weren't number one in rush defense, they were like like top three. I think they are number one. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and so we're talking about the best rush defense versus the best rushing attack. And so clearly you could tell with the play calling, we avoided a lot of, you know, it was almost completely flipped on its head from what we've done in previous yeah. weeks where Baker
0: only throws 10, 12 times in the first half. Yeah, which I uh, I want to give uh, Coach uh, Stefanski, not Stefanik, not Stefanski, <laughs> like, uh, like people have been calling him the last two weeks. I can't believe you're a fellow head coach in the NFL and you can't pronounce – the coach's name right there going up. Is Frank Wright called Stefanski Stefanski.
2: It's one thing, even because we've heard the announcers on the various networks make. Yeah, De- like Mo- this. Moose
0: Johnston last and, week when we were preparing the Cowboys were call- was calling him Stefanic, And yet, uh,
2: you know, that's one thing, but for an opposing head coach, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, how does that happen? Yeah, that's rough. These kids are in the building like 12, 14 hours a day. They, they're, they're doing all these. High level deep dives and game planning and scheming and everything yeah. and coaching. I mean, is how, do a, you leave, how do you forget that detail?
0: And coaching is a you know maybe maybe Frank Reich and Kevin Stefanski don't have a relationship, but it's a good old boys network. Like there are connections everywhere. Like they're connected somehow. So it was really weird. But anyway, I you know I just I thought that was a funny little anecdote. I don't we don't need to take a deep dive into that. But <laughs> um, what I wanted to say was I, I was super impressed. You know obviously the Browns' offense struggled mightily in the second half. Um, but I was super impressed with how uh, we kind of opened up the game plan a little bit um, as far as, you know, the last three weeks when we've gotten our wins, we've been conservative run the football. And it's worked. Like, I'm not saying conservative as, like, to be a, uh, to be a downer on it. Like, it's worked. We're, we're the number one rushing offense in the league um, for a reason. Uh, But it was really – it was awesome to see them kind of, you know, take the training wheels off of Baker a little bit and be like, hey, man, kid, just take the snap, you know, hitch it and rip it. And especially in the first – you know, the second half struggles we'll get to, but in the first half, I mean, you know, Baker was – like 16-23, to 23, 220 yards, two touchdowns.
2: He was absolutely phenomenal in the first half. I mean, there, there were one or two throws down the red zone that he missed. One was to Beckham in the end. A couple of the Beckham in the end zone. But other than that, I mean, it's not like it, the last few weeks where he was throwing the wide-open guys. The Colts were doing a really good job of covering. and He was fitting throws into some tight windows yeah. and making receivers big plays. And receivers too. were making some huge plays, too. Yeah. Some of the catches by Landry, there was one where I think he caught it behind the guy's helmet. And then the one that Beckham made on, I think it was a third down and long. Oh, my gosh. That, that one that, was... that
0: that bounced off his arm back up into his chest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Um, so it, it was – first half was completely complimentary football. I mean, Baker was great. The receivers were helping him. Um, I thought the defense played pretty well. Um, you know, we struggled with the running game, which we did pretty much all game until Dearness Johnson uh, busted that backbreaker on third and nine on the last drive. Um but uh, um, yeah, it was it, w- it was a really good game by two really good teams.
2: Yeah, Johnson actually had seven carries for just four yards up to that point, and yeah. then he got 28 on the last one.
0: Yeah, and uh, Kareem Hunt had a tough game too, and it looked like I don't know if it was cramps at the end. Yeah, he was. They're they were, they were stretching him up, but he's also got that groin issue. I know the stretching of the foot doesn't indicate something with the groin. I know that's a ca- that's a that's a uh, uh, cramp issue, but. Um, I w- I'm a little concerned. because I'm sure
2: it was bothering him. I mean, because you get uh, the fourth quarter. When
0: well, you got to think, he's used to sharing the load.
1: With, sure, yeah, he's uh, not used to that that with, yeah. with Nick, and and yeah, you know, Johnson got a little bit of play time tonight, but Johnson had hardly done anything. Like Steve was mentioning, um, it, he it's just he was the feature back for the for almost the entire game, and
0: that was clearly wearing on him. Not to mention the groin he came in with, not yeah. helping. Yeah, because. I mean, you know, we've already got Nick Chubb out, and if, if Kareem Hunt got injured again and you know, we're going into uh this week. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. What a huge game this is going to be next. We're not done talking about this game this week, but uh what a game. This is this is the big this is going to be the biggest Browns game since we played them in Heinz Field in the playoffs in two thousand two. Fact. I mean flat out fact. I, And it's no fault of our own because we've sucked for the last two decades. But, like, this is – like, if if you're a young Browns fan younger than us and you weren't really a football fan in 2002 or you weren't old enough to be a football fan, I'm talking to our young viewers right now, this is going to be the closest thing to a big-time football game that you probably have ever experienced. If you're a Browns fan, you're under the age of 20. Yeah, and it's going to be awfully rough, too,
1: because we are banged up right now. Like every Absolutely. every position group, I something is wrong almost everywhere on this roster. Yeah, especially
0: on defense. Holy crap! Oh my god, oh, we're going in depleted. Well, yeah, I mean you're not kidding. Like Wyatt Teller went out. Who Wyatt, know? You know who know? And that's that's man. I mean that that right there you can you can uh, point to is a big reason why. I mean he's the running it, game struggled uh, today. I
1: know it's a small sample size, only four games in coming into tonight but i mean he's projected as an all pro you know guard yeah easily gonna go to the pro bowl situation and then look at the defensive line yeah. uh, everywhere sheldon yeah. richardson is is fighting he off is some injury fighting his he, tail off the good stay for, in games, good man. for him I, I love it but he's not quite right no. larry was out this week larry's out it's an is. oblique thing so you know for, that could linger olivier vernon got hurt again today oh, there's a shock uh, who knows how long that's gonna be <laughs> Yeah, um, And then even um, uh, uh, Jordan Elliott went out. Yeah, Jordan Elliott, who's been having a remarkable rookie
0: campaign. Yep. That's and, then a on, sign. and then on the back end, you know, uh, uh, Ronnie Harrison finally gets the uh, playing time, has a pick six, almost had two pick sixes today. He dropped that first one. I'm like, man, he could have scored on I that know, one. I know. That would have been a phenomenal catch. And then he gets a concussion. He goes out. Um, you know, I mean, who else was – you know, obviously. Well, greedy's had his greedy. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm no longer counting on greedy at all. If, if he plays like ever for the Browns, like it's, it's gravy to me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to count on that guy. Like, he's been practicing for three weeks now. Why uh, is he not playing? I don't know what the deal is. I really don't. Um, is this,
2: a, is this a Rashard Higgins type of situation? No,
0: he's. I, I think there's a toughness uh, issue. With, I don't ever want to call a guy out for being soft, but. I think that went, went, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never want to call out a guy uh, because, you know, truly I'm not in their shoes. I don't know what they're going through. But if you've been able to practice for three straight weeks, why are you not getting on the field? And, yeah. it's, al- and it's always an injury designation. It's not like the Richard Higgins situation where he's just flat out not active. Um, and we have issues in the secondary. I mean, I, I thought our secondary played very well today, but, you know, Carl Joseph didn't play. That's another guy that's injured. It seems like, you know, it seems like the only guy that's actually playing that we wish wasn't Sandeo. Yeah, I and I tweet about him. I
1: am so tired of talking about him. Oh, no, I know. Is, I'm glad that they finally pulled the trigger and let Redwine get in there for a little while. I mean, if if Harrison is going to be okay, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully this is not going to be a lasting issue. I'd be way more comfortable rolling the dice with a red wine yeah. and Harrison combo, and then work Joseph back in there if you know if he's healthy and w- when applicable. But yeah. I just I don't feel comfortable. It's every some everyone was going nuts about this today. Every time you see a highlight play, if it's a big gain against the Browns, yeah. twenty three is somewhere in the area. Yeah. he's either falling on his face, trying to jump around and missing, missing a tackle. Ball going through his hand. I mean, the list goes on and on. He he forced a fumble against Zeke last week. In, and there might be something I'm forgetting. But frankly, that might be the only
0: redeeming thing he's done this yeah. year. I mean, he's he's really good at uh, tapping guys down after they've fallen, making a jumping catch for 30 yeah. yards. He's fantastic at it. Yeah.
2: And it counts as a tackle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, but, yeah, I just, man, I, like you said, I, I just don't want to hear his name. Right. You know, if we didn't hear his name, like he doesn't even have to make a play. Let's just not hear his name because nine times out of ten, if you hear his name called, it's for giving something up. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, all things aside, I thought Jed Wills had a tough game today
1: yeah not his, that that was his probably welcome the league yeah. game you know he, 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 he i mean he's
0: going up against justin houston who's an all pro again
1: that's a really tough that's an even tougher defensive line than what we faced with washington
0: absolutely um yeah
1: and especially considering chase young went out early in that game yeah but I mean, he he had a tall order and it, it it definitely got the best of him a couple different times and, yeah. and baker took a couple shots late in the game too he did. as as a result not exclusively on jed but as a, as a whole um The second half in particular, the protection, either we weren't protecting as well or the D line they were scheming better and worked around us.
0: Which will be interesting to see, uh going working through this week to see exactly how Baker is. Um he's hurt, obviously. I I thought it was his shoulder, the way he was like dragging his arm and like trying to shake it out and everything. But I guess he hurt his ribs. I you know. Yeah. He got x rays on his ribs. So they they haven't come out and said like the results of that. Like I don't know if he's got a cracked rib. I don't know if he's got bruised ribs. I mean I'm I'm assuming he's probably got at least bruised ribs. Yeah, he was
2: hunched over pretty bad. It was I believe it was the play of the second interception. He took a shot from Justin Houston yep. just as he released the ball. Uh he was actually hit as he threw, which just caused the pass to be totally wobbly and off target. Uh yeah, obviously we hope that he's not hurt. If he's got cracked ribs, like I mean is he even going to play next week? I would oh, guess
1: not. Absolutely not. No, they they won't risk even with like the the extra like flak jacket they could wrap around. him, like, there's no way that they'd risk your 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 potentially franchise quarterback getting hurt if he's got cracked ribs. He he'll try to play. I mean, he was quoted as saying like Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to play against Pittsburgh." Yeah, he said Mama didn't raise no wuss. he ain't no wuss. But uh, it's not a question that that, that's not going to be the problem. The problem is going to be, you know, the administration will shut him down.
0: Right. His will to play will be there. Like he's especially like when you're four and one and you're about to face your biggest rival. And like, make no mistake about it. Like people say, because Pittsburgh's beaten us like pretty much. Well, I mean, we've actually fared decently against Pittsburgh over the last few years, like at least splitting with them most years. Um, But make no mistake about it. The rivalry will be back this game. Like this is potentially for first place in the division, depending on what Baltimore does.
1: Well, and it's going to be. There's going to be so many layers to it. Currently, yeah, first place in the AFC North could be on the line. Not to mention, there's going to be Miles Garrett's uh, first game back in Pittsburgh. There's going to be. They're going to be talking about that. Oh, oh boy, there's going to be a lot of helmet talk. There's going to be a lot of Mason Rudolph
0: chatter. Um, yep. Plenty of Miles Garrett. Yep, uh, and they're the uh, not a lot, but they are allowing fans in, in the Steelers games now. They had yep. uh, 5,500 fans uh, today against the Eagles. Um, So, you know, that's going to garner some attention for the fans. Um, But, you know, speaking of that guy, I mean, we need to talk a little bit more positive about About today, I mean, is there a better defensive player in the NFL right now than Miles Garrett? I don't think so. I mean, he he was so
2: dynamic, just constantly getting pressure in the backfield today. I mean, he's caused. He made plays in the running game. He made plays in the passing game. He caused caused the. My favorite play in football, intentional grounding in the end zone. Oh, I, I called
0: that, too, before. I'm like, <laughs> that, when, when he let go of the ball, I'm like, oh, my God, that's two points. It's, that's intentional grounding. That's a safety. And, like, my brothers and my dad, like, weren't paying attention. I'm like, guys, that's intentional grounding. Like, why aren't they throwing the flag yet? I'm, like, screaming at the TV. And then, the, and then you see the flag graphic on the phone. I'm like, yes! Like, because I'm, I'm basically, like, we just went back up two scores. Like, that's the game. That was and, huge.
2: And with the indie defense playing a lot better against the Browns offense in the second half, right. that was arguably play of the game because yeah. that bit from seven to nine made a two score game. I mean that was that was enormous. And I
0: love I love how Phillip Rivers is trying to trying to explain how oh the receiver was coming over the top and he ran the wrong route. I'm like, No, sorry dude. That's, that's intentional grounding. Not even like close. He, he wasn't within 20 yards of the ball. That's grounding. Sorry. I mean, if
2: I was the ref, I would just say, well, that's not my
0: problem.
1: Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I, right. Well, the ref doesn't know your playbook, my guy. Right. He doesn't know where your receivers are supposed to be. It doesn't matter. The point is you threw the ball where my
0: mile one was. Miles Garrett, uh, there was a stat that they said on his pressures this year, he's either forced or his pressure has forced eight turnovers so far this year. It's, I mean, he's so far that's worth every penny. Yeah. So we've gotten five of our interceptions on Miles Garrett, pre- Miles Garrett pressures, and then he's he has three strip sacks. Yep. And we've recovered every single strip sack he's he's had. Um, and he's now got six sacks in five games. I mean, you could make an argument that
1: it's between him, TJ Watt in Pittsburgh is an yeah. option. And boy, uh, that guy gives me nightmares. I know he's he's going to be a problem. If you, th- if, you, if
0: you think Jed Jed Wills had a tough game today, yeah. Oh boy,
1: it's going to be. Well, that's another reason why I want Wyatt Teller back. You know, I, you know if we could solidify at least the right side right. and know that Conklin and and Teller are going to handle the right side, then we can yep. just line up extra tight. I mean, you can't just line up a tight end and try to chip TJ and you know right. he's going to be handled because that's right. not how it works. But do what you can to secure the right side and then force – uh, force him to try
0: to go left, Absolutely. And, we could, and then we could try to handle it a little just bit.
2: Just as a show of confidence, let's not kid ourselves. The Eagles' offensive line is not nearly as good as the Browns. Well, no. and, and their
0: best their best O-lineman, uh, Lane Johnson, left uh, on a cart in yeah. the first half. So Bad day for
2: injuries for some teams. Yeah, will get I, to I that guess, later.
0: I, boy, talk about a team that is just like uh, – I mean, we talked about our injuries uh, mounting up. The Eagles, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean – my goodness. I mean, them in Denver. I mean, I think
1: probably but somehow
0: they were able to score how many points today?
1: Twenty nine. Yeah. I so mean, against that, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that
0: gives me a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of a hope. I mean, hopefully we're able to run the ball a little bit better on Pittsburgh. I mean, they're pretty stingy against the run too. But um, you know, if we get Teller back and he's able to stay healthy. Pittsburgh, know, de-
2: Pittsburgh defensively hasn't been as dominant in the last two games as they were in the first two. Houston had 21 points on them in week three, and now the Eagles with 29. So, I mean, yeah, they are very stout against the run, obviously, but, uh, you know, there's there's plays to be made against their secondary. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, whether Baker is actually healthy to play. We'll see. Right.
0: Well, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Um, you know, I mean, there, also, if he's not, there's a reason why we went out and gave $6 million a year to. Uh, Uh, case keenum so i mean you know obviously you're not hoping case keenum's got to come in for you know several weeks but you know if baker if his ribs are worse off than the coaching staff you know thinks that he can go out there and play to his ability you know you got to be able to throw case keenum in there and say i mean he knows the offense obviously right so. Our, our transition into the Minnesota Vikings is slowly <laughs>
1: in progress. I know, I know. With Sendeo <laughs> screwing things up on defense oh, and with God. Case Keenum potentially <laughs> taking the helm next I week. Why couldn't
0: we get uh, Harris instead of Sendejo? Right. Oh. Well, there's a reason they hung on to one and yeah. let go to the other. It's true. <laughs> it's, very, it's very evident now yeah. why that, that happened. We get it. Um, yeah, but – Man, so, and I wanted to get into this, too, uh, more of as a aha moment because uh, I want to pat myself on the back there. Here, Philip Rivers is done.
1: I That I mean, arm
0: is just
1: shot, man. I don't think it's his arm strength that's the issue. I think it's the, the decision-making. was.
0: Bad. I don't know. That pick six, that Ronnie Harris. I mean, yeah. That was like a balloon fluttering out there. Yeah, that didn't look great. And then the, a lot of the out routes that he was trying to throw. I mean, Ronnie Harris should have had two pick sixes yeah. on, on those out routes. Um, I, I just – I don't know why they – I mean, thankfully they didn't. I don't know why they didn't attack the middle of the field. The no idea. I have no clue why they didn't do that. Like, I don't understand. Yeah.
1: There I, must there must have been something that we were doing schematically that like made Philip think that it wasn't there or something because – Or it could have been the pressure. There's, because, so,
0: we, there's so much
1: tape of us getting torched through the
0: middle of the field. Though. And they did it a couple times in the first half where literally Philip Rivers just pretty much just played jackpot in the middle of the field, just mm-hmm. threw it up, and their guy would come down with it because – you know, 23 was back there. Yep. And I don't yep. mean LeBron James. Bro. Speaking uh, of
2: LeBron James, Lakers up by 28 at halftime against the Oh, my yeah. goodness. They um, are going to win the NBA title tonight.
0: They are indeed. Well, because, I mean, they had to do it tonight because, man, game seven. Pressure anyway. would have really mounted by then. Um, but, yeah, anyway, this isn't a LeBron James <laughs> podcast. But, yeah, dynamite drop in, Steve. Um, what uh, – who gets your guys' game ball today? Oof. I'd say Miles Garrett. Not a bad call there. Not a bad call there. I mean, Miles had a sack. He like you said, he forced the uh uh the intentional grounding in the end zone. Yeah. Um, you know, he was in the backfield all day, made plays in the run game. That's not a bad call. Not a bad call at all.
2: If I had a second choice, it'd probably be um
0: it'd probably be Cody Parkey. Yeah man yeah how about doiker. how
1: about cody Parky with the
0: doink the doiker oh my goodness how about is... how about the Parky posse Doink's going st- going strong saw that on twitter Absolute hey going strong still still perfect yeah which is unbelievable i think for me although he's I... going into a kicker's uh hellhole at
1: uh heinz field next week it's gonna be gnarly yeah, yeah. that's gonna be rough speaking of which i mean
2: Doug Peterson elected to kick a 57-yard field goal late yeah, in that game. Yeah, what was what was which, that about? I mean, that would have given the Eagles a lead. And uh, to be fair, and he did he had, he he had, had enough the leg. leg to make it. Yeah. It just was just barely right. But like, I mean, you're right, Ryan. Heinz Field that would have been the longest field goal in the history of Heinz Field if it would have gone through from 57 yards. Absolutely, huh. rough. So yeah, we'll I, see. You. We'll see you next week. the The undefeated Parky, I don't know, Parky Posse run, I guess, will be uh, up for grabs. <laughs>
1: I Who think, gets your game ball? You know, Miles is a. Com- there's a compelling argument for Miles. I think I'm going to go with Stefanski. The way that they they schemed up that first half. I mean, I saw an interesting stat. I forget the exact number, but we threw for 200 and something yards. It, we we threw for almost the amount of yards that the Colts defense has allowed in a whole game. Yeah, we covered that in the first half. Yeah. I mean, it was we threw. We, uh, we controlled the game. We controlled time of possession. We had a 10-point lead. We did, we did everything, and it was via the pass game, which right. nobody it's on earth so would weird. have expected. Yeah. And so part of that is I think Stefanski had a, a great scheme, a, a great game plan drawn up, and we caught them off guard maybe a little bit and a little bit of execution uh, here and there, mixed in with a little bit of luck and some crazy catches. I mean, Hooper and uh, – Landry and Beckham all had ridiculous catches at some yeah. point in that first half. And I, I think that the play calling was was spot on. And how, how nice is it to, even at the end of the game, you can tell because Twitter goes bananas at the end of these games, we'll have a, a six or a nine-point lead and everyone's convinced that it's over and we already blew it. Yeah. But how nice is it to know that we've got a head coach that I, I'm slowly starting to feel more and more comfortable with Absolutely. the decision-making. I still have those pangs of stress, and that's yep. clearly not going to go away over, overnight. But I just feel so much better about even if we don't execute properly, at least we're not going to be put into stupid positions. Right. Right.
2: Which, by the way, uh, what you read on Twitter is off is now being echoed by certain talk radio hosts on our stations in Cleveland, <laughs> which are very, which is very disappointing. I mean, if you actually look at the ESPN you know probability graph from this game, from the middle of second quarter on, it never dropped below seventy five percent, and the Colts yeah. never had the ball down by one possession after
0: halftime. We don't need to give him the satisfaction of saying his name.
1: Right. I that's that's impressive to me though that 75% or higher was our our win probability throughout the, yeah. the set. I mean, cuz it doesn't feel that way, right? right? Like we're so conditioned to massive collapses and snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Absolutely. You know, that's what we do, right? And right. so how again, I just go back to how nice is it to like our head coach is composed and he it's just it feels like there's a plan. And then even if right. something doesn't go well execution-wise, it doesn't feel like another Freddie Kitchens moment. Yeah. Like just to be really blunt.
0: Right. Oh, exactly. Um you know, we to to echo off your Stefanski point, it it's I I'm almost there as well where I'm comfortable. Like I you know just you know, comparing to last year, we're not leading we had two penalties today. We're not le- anywhere near the That's, lead league in penalties. Yep. Um I I really, other than the fake punt in week one, which, again, if it's executed properly, we convert it. And yeah, we're like, that was ballsy, but it, hey, it worked. If Sandayo makes that block, that works. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give you the opportunity right. to call <laughs> out your boy. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'll say this. There was a, uh, so there was a, uh, I can't remember the exact sequence, but there was a situation where we had fourth, fourth and two from, like, the five-yard line. And we did a little out route to OBJ, who picked up the first down, didn't get in the end zone. But I completely agree with that play call, going for it there. But then in the second half, there was a situation where we had fourth and whatever, but we were firmly in field goal range, and you thought, hey, maybe, you know, Stefanski's had the uh, he's – he's been aggressive since he's been our coach. But I, I, I think it, it was a point where – uh, you're aggressive, but not to the point of recklessness. And he went and he he brought up the field goal unit. We kicked the points, and we went up two scores. We were up 17-10. We went up to 20-10. Um, I really like that out of Stefanski. I love him being aggressive. I love him being aggressive when you know the probability is in your favor. But I. I I like the fact that he's not reckless. Like he's not like Freddie Kitchens, who runs a draw play on fourth and nine against the L. A. Rams on Sunday Night Football last year.
2: (laughs) He clearly has confidence in Cody Parkey because that example you were talking about, which is hilarious by the way, makes makes sense. And and the same thing when you got twenty five seconds left, you're up by six. You figure, okay, you might be able to do it. Just run around, la la la, and then throw the ball up and maybe run down fifteen seconds. But instead, he decides to kick
0: it. Yeah, you, know, you had, could have
2: given them uh, the Colts really good field position with 20 seconds left, and he misses it.
0: I had a classic Cleveland Browns fan moment when that when they were we were talking about what the Browns should do there because I brought up the fact that I think that the Browns should have pooch punted it because there would have been 20 seconds left, and if we could have downed them at like the three yard line, and you want Philip Rivers to go 95 yards with that arm with 20 seconds left and no timeouts. I'm like, why don't they just do that? And my brother's like, what are you talking about? If they kick the field goal, they win the game. There's no way they. And I'm and I'm like, guys, I think there's a better probability of us getting that field goal blocked in return for a touchdown than there is Philip Rivers going 96 yards in 20 seconds.
2: And there is precedent for that. The Browns lost a game to the Ravens on Monday Night Football when they returned to block field goal at the gun for the win. In fact, Miami Hurricanes did that last night against Clemson. So like it did they it, really? It, yeah, it, it That's was. Some wings of-
0: <laughs> uh, friggin' Hugh Jackson. It
2: happens, but you know what? You got a good kicker, just go for it. And
0: and uh, Cody Parkey's had a great year. Uh, he's been fantastic. Again, you're gonna hear me knock on the table. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he's been great so far. Um, yeah. So Browns win thirty two twenty three. Browns are four and one. Oh, I didn't even give my game, my game ball. Oh, my yeah. game ball is going to Ronnie Harrison. There we go. Pick six. It, I don't know what the probability is, but it can't be very high that you lose a game that you have a defensive or special teams touchdown. Well, actually, the Colts did it today. They had a special teams touchdown, and they lost. the
1: very next play.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, our special our coverage units are ass. That was going to be my other thought. They pure ass. <laughs> so, again, going
1: back to the Taylor two halves thing, we had been so good at protecting the football up until this point. Yep. And then Baker, you know, a couple interceptions. Yep special teams major gaff, and yep. talk about sucking the momentum right back uh for indianapolis i mean and frankly for them good for them they just yeah completely laid an egg and threw a pick six to take that right back it was a massive i mean we could have piled on sort of like we did last week against dallas if we yep. had you know stopped them get the ball back score again now our foot's on their throat it's a totally different ball game right it's a way different feeling so yeah that you know, We did a couple things really, really well in the first half, and Baker looked great. Everyone was on, again, on Twitter, both local and national. This
0: is the best half of football he's ever played, and yeah. this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden. The it, first interception is completely on him. There's no excuse in that first. The second interception, he got drilled as he threw it. Yeah. Like, oh, and, they, and, and the defender made a pretty good catch mm-hmm. on the interception. I completely agree. I uh, completely but agree. the first one's inexcusable. And, I have no idea where he was throwing that football. Um, they, they said it on the broadcast that – Uh, Jarvis was actually open underneath, and Baker went to the second level, which uh, made me think that on the play before, Baker took a sack, and I feel like he was trying to get it all back on the next play rather than just taking what's open. And that is, above all else, that is the number one thing that Baker Mayfield needs to improve. You know, you love that he's a gunslinger. You love that he takes a sack or he throws an interception. He wants to come right back at it and and make it all up. But there's time and place for that, Mm -hmm. you know, the the game we had sent we got the pick six and we essentially thought twenty seven ten game's over you know we think you know there's no way that the Colts are gonna shut us out and then score uh, you know twenty unanswered on us to to win the game whatever but then they get the kickoff return we get the ball get like a first down but then Baker throws that inexplicable interception. And, there's uh, a time
2: and place for that. The time was two thousand nineteen.
0: <laughs> Very. he did
2: that yeah. a lot in 2019 Very. Though. that
0: that was that was prime that was prime 2019 baker that that play i mean really the second half um it was it was not good i, I mean i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i'm a baker supporter some would say apologist but you know it wasn't good in the second half but the great thing about this team compared to like last year is we can make those mistakes but we're still winning and it's so much easier to learn from your mistakes after a win than it is a crushing loss absolutely so yeah we make those mistakes baker's not perfect he's you know he's still learning he's still learning this offense he's essentially being remade as a quarterback before our very eyes but we're still winning as they're trying to do that with him and that's a lot easier than when you flounder through a 6 and 10 season where you're leading the league in penalties and leading the league in turnovers and you know, basically, are a rudderless ship from the top down. So,
2: the reason I thought the Browns were not going to win this game today was because a I, they wouldn't just be able to hand it off to Nick Chubb, who's hurt obviously, and, and nope. Kareem Hunt, and I wasn't convinced that their defense would be able to make plays. They really hadn't shown it over the first four weeks. They did both today. They yeah. won the game despite not being able to really do much in the running game until the final drive in the fourth quarter. And they made plays on defense. This was such an impressive win for the Browns because yeah. it was so, their their plat- path to victory today was so different than it had been in previous weeks.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, they they got crushed Week One, obviously, but Week Three kind the of Ravens had, are really good. Yeah, but I mean, like weeks two through four kind of had the same formula. You know, just ride the running backs, ride the running backs, get a lead, and you know, just basically you know pound these teams into oblivion. Um, but today as ryan said about the game plan in the first half they came out and you know you form a game plan against who you're playing and we were able to prove that we can win in multiple ways rather than just you know try and force you know we tried to run the ball tried to run the ball in the first drive it didn't really work and we went to the pass and saw some success stefanski all um stefanski adjusted And we had a great first half. Now, you know, like we've lamented, the second half was awful. But again, we can learn from that stuff after a win. It's a lot easier.
2: If there was one constant between today and the previous three weeks, Browns never got behind by more than one score. True. And that's huge. We've not seen the Browns I mean. That's the one thing we haven't seen in 2020 yet. You know, are they going to be able to, you know, mount comebacks in games? They were terrible at it in 2019, and Lava was part of Baker pressing and throwing interceptions, like we talked about earlier. Yep. There's going to come a point this year where they're going to have to try to do that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, right now, staying ahead, or at the very least, staying within contact of teams, is just so big.
0: Yep. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, let's go around the room and. Let's uh, let's talk about that that team that's uh, southeast of us. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. Uh, What do we see for next week? Browns at Steelers. Like we said, biggest game since uh, the wild card round in 2002 in that same house of horrors building that is for the Browns. Um, You know,
2: this is – I wish I knew if Baker was going to be healthy or not um, because that might impact my prediction. But I I watched a lot of the Steelers today. Offensively, they looked very good today. Defensively, they actually didn't look that great, which was a little surprising to me. But um, they have a great defensive front. They obviously, Roethlisberger's, as much as we hate him, is a good quarterback. Um, They didn't run the ball great today, oddly, oddly enough. So, you know, I think that's going to be a key as well. Um I think this game will be close. Ultimately, I think Pittsburgh is going to pull it out close. I would say like
1: 28-24. Yeah, you know, if we were going in healthy, which I know that's such a that's a cop-out thing to say cuz no one's right. healthy in the NFL right. almost ever. But realistically, we are just too banged up and I think the the difference between our teams is still too great if we were really 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 healthy or more healthy than we presently are. I'd say we have more of a chance. I'm just gonna keep the uh, I'm gonna keep the train going. I'm gonna keep saying we lose, hoping that we win. Maybe, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I'm just gonna find some juju with this or something. I don't know. Speaking of juju, that's the one thing. I got Juju on my fantasy football team and he laid a big fat egg. Yeah. You can thank so, the
0: Eagles' defense for that man, today. What uh, the heck? Because man. apparently they have no idea who Chase Claypool is. Unbelievable. But, or they have no idea how to cover him because that guy scored four touchdowns right. today. So I guess if we're going to get, if we end up losing next week, I just hope it comes at Juju uh,
1: at, at, at yeah. his hands because right. I've got him in fantasy Dan, oh, I'm not p- going to bench him.
2: <laughs> on the decisive play of that game, Pittsburgh up by two, third and eight. Literally, the Eagles had a linebacker on him after he already had scored three times today.
0: He's a wide receiver. Like,
1: are you kidding me?
0: Why? <laughs> Unbelievable. But, yeah,
1: at any rate, to, get to the to the main point, I think we're too banged up. I think that they're too good. I see us losing somewhere in the
0: realm of seven to nine points. Okay. Um.
2: Come on, Dan. Hit us w- with
0: it. We are, we are very banged up. Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about it, how many guys – and we don't know if we're getting any of them back. Like Steve said, we don't. We're not one hundred percent sure on whether Baker's going to play. That's a big thing. Uh, obviously, Nick Chubb's not going to play. Um, that place is an absolute house of horrors uh, for for Browns fans. I, I don't remember uh, the last time we won there. Tim Couch had to be the quarterback, right? Yes, he was. Was that two thousand two
2: Sunday Night Football? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay.
0: Unreal. So we haven't won there in 17 years. Literally, we haven't won there 17 times. Um, So there's there's absolutely no reason that I should pick the Browns to win this game. And yet. But I don't care. I suck at picking games against the spread, as you guys can see on our Twitter account, and I, I, I consider a lot of that to be because I refuse to pick Pittsburgh or Baltimore, and I know they're two great teams, but I, I will t- I will take the L. I will gladly finish third in our picks thing if it's because of uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore because I will never, ever pick them to win. And I'm, I'm certainly, if, if that's going to be the case, why would I pick them to beat us? That's fair.
2: Wasn't a great day against the spread for me either.
0: Just saying. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. Oh, get ready, Jordan and Jimmy, because I'm playing that a lot on Tuesday. Get ready. It's Pittsburgh week, baby. It's victory Monday. We're riding this thing. All right. Uh that that's gonna do it for that. Let's uh let's quickly go around the NFL and see what happened uh in the other games today and uh Quickly give our thoughts before we get on out of here.
2: So starting back on Thursday, it was a rematch between Nick Foles and Tom Brady, and Foles got him again. The Bears defeated the Buccaneers 20 to 19. Bears are now four and one. That's an amazing story, honestly. Uh, Tampa is three and two following this defeat. Uh, going into today's games, the Panthers are now three and two after an zero and two start. They defeated the winless Falcons twenty three to sixteen. Teddy Bridgewater, another strong performance today. Uh, Carolina's really turned it around here. And you know, again, Dan Quinn, how much longer could it be until he's gone? Oh, he
1: is. He's gone.
0: Oh, they fired him? Yeah, it's oh, like it's official. They're, they're
1: like doing the paperwork now. It'll be like official tomorrow. Oh, like wow! It's, it's in the process. According okay. to Twitter, it's, it's breaking already news. Happening. Yeah i I don't maybe I don't I, mean, I tell you what you keep doing around the, the league. I'm gonna go find Dan Quinn uh, on Twitter. there I'll you put. go well, <laughs> I
2: mean we knew it was coming um impressive performance by the Las Vegas Raiders today. they go to Arrowhead and knock off the undefeated Chiefs forty to thirty two
0: who owned the chiefs great
2: performance by the Raiders that gets them to three and two
0: yep i, I just bleach a report reporting it mm-hmm. Falcons firing Dan Quinn is quote all but finalized. Announcement could come uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yep. Yet yeah, he. I mean, oh boy, I mean that's about three weeks too late. Right. As soon as they blew that, I mean as soon as they blew that Dallas game, that, that, that's I don't know. I, mean, they I could don't have know. Done it right then and there. What, I mean, what else did you need to see? The guy <laughs> blew the Super Bowl in, in record, uh, in in a uh, record fashion, and then this this game against that game against Dallas, like. What what else do you need to see?
2: Then no, they did it again the next week against
0: the Bears. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then they they didn't fire him after that game. Unbelievable. I don't know why my voice went up that high, but hey. Yeah. I, also, I don't know why I'm so, like, fired up about the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> 0-5,
2: winless. Uh, yeah. Speaking of winless teams, the New York Jets are still oh. winless. They lost 30-10 to 10 at home to the you know, Cardinals. You know,
0: we were them like three or four years ago. I thank the Lord Almighty that we are not them anymore. Oh. It's another head coach that's about hanging by a thread. A lot of guys' yeah. careers had to die to get us out of that hole. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and
2: I'm actually going to skip to the 4 o'clock window here in a second because the city of New York, well, New York City, I will say, because technically they play in New Jersey, uh, their teams are 0-10. Collectively. They are bad. The Giants actually put up a bit of a fight today against the Cowboys, but they lose on a last second field goal 37 to 34. But this is going to feel like a loss for the Cowboys also because of the loss of Dak Prescott, who yeah. has a compound fracture in his lower leg, and he is oh, out for a long time. Yeah, man, serious prayers
1: up
0: for you Dak hate to Prescott see that, man. because that's
1: just. I mean, this
2: is an terrible. entire. His he entire was having ankle. a great year up to this point, too, even though and his team it, and doing And
0: this completely complicates the rest of his career because. You know, he bet on himself, signed the franchise tag, and was betting on himself to have a huge year to uh, cash in, either with the Cowboys or somebody else. If I'm the Cowboys, I don't know that I can give him a contract uh, at because I'm. This is this is an injury that, like, his career's not over. His career could be forever altered. Like, there's always going to be that lingering thought because this this isn't this isn't a, an ACL cuz like an ACL is almost like commonplace in the NFL now and the way that you know you recover and you come back from that is has happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in the NFL over the last like decade like a compound fracture and dislocation of his ankle which also probably means tons of ligaments getting either just obliterated or stretched beyond belief. That's going to be hard for him to come back from. And if I'm Dallas, like it sounds cold blooded and he's been great for them. Like he's, he's the only, he's the only positive in their season
2: so far. Yeah.
0: Um, If I'm Dallas, I, I, I don't know if I can offer him longer than a one-year contract.
2: This is an injury that, if it was a normal person, just getting to walk again is going to take you a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, much I mean, less he could even miss... trying to
2: jog or, or run. I mean, he could goodness. miss a lot of next season.
1: Yeah,
2: That's going to be one of the most interesting stories of the offseason by far. Because oh. if Dallas decides not to retain him, you know that some team is going to throw big money in his face. Yeah. Because you know, everybody's got their own medical... Opinions and their physicians and you know, sure. whatever, and some are going to have different. Or opinions. you,
0: I mean, you could he could try and bet on himself again, and you could get him maybe potentially cheap on a one year deal. Could be. I mean, yeah, I smell Bill Belichick cir- circling the blood in the oh, water on that one. Oh yeah, because Cam Newton may long. may not be back in New England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, so so sad to hear about Dak. He was having a great year, and hope the best for him for sure.
2: Continuing onward, we've already mentioned this game at length. The Steelers. Defeated the Eagles 38 to 29 this afternoon. The Steelers are still undefeated at four and zero, setting up that monstrous matchup next week.
0: Um, can't you like?
2: Eagles were in this game almost to the very end. Uh, Eagles can't shame. do me
0: one favor. Come on. <sighs> you
2: know, I was really hopeful, but uh, you know they just didn't make enough plays in the end. So the Eagles are now one three and one on the season. The Rams are now four and one. They went. Way east today to face the football team, and they left Washington with a thirty to ten drubbing of a got victory. Got that one wrong. Yeah, I, I got that one wrong too. Um, I did not. I don't know what damn were we <laughs> thinking, like betting on the I football know. team? I have like, no idea. gee whiz, uh, that, uh, that's two weeks in a row. Well, here, for here's forget. Here,
0: here's what here's what I think uh, we were thinking. L.A. flying cross country early game. Yeah, uh, you know they they made the switch to another quarterback. You know maybe. He could have you know, injected some life in that team, but he ended up getting hurt. And I'll tell you what, we just lamented uh, Dak Prescott having a uh, career-altering injury. How about Alex Smith coming back and uh, playing in this game after Kyle Allen got hurt? I
2: thought it was an incredible moment. When I didn't he, think when that
0: he, guy was going to keep his leg.
2: When, when mm-hmm. he completed his first pass and his son and his wife were in the stands uh, I mean, very. I mean, obviously not letting General Admission in, in Washington, but uh, but they were actually there to see that, and that that was moving. incredible, incredible.
0: Yeah. Good for him, man. It
1: was a super touching moment. Yeah, and again, again, more cold-blooded quarterback decisions. What is Washington going to do with Dwayne Haskins, who's now listed as third on the depth chart? Yeah. It, going into this game after after four games his numbers were comparable and slightly better than Daniel Jones in New York Yeah I don't under, I don't understand that move. And I really so, don't
0: cuz what what like like what are the what are the I almost called them never mind. The football team what do they think they're going to like accomplish this year? Like you might as well see what you have in that kid. Like if you go 2 and 14 with him then and then you obviously know he's not the guy and if you're 2 and 14 you're drafting probably one or two, and you have a chance to go get Trevor Lawrence. Like I don't understand why are they like benching him and trying to win football games. He was drafted last year. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't get it. It's uh, it's not doing him any favors in terms
1: of development. It's not doing the team any favors in terms of continuity. I mean, Kyle, like no one's gonna pretend like Kyle Allen is is the answer, and right. as great of a story as Alex Smith is. That's putting an awful lot on his shoulders to just sure. try to come in and say like, "Hey, try to salvage this team." Granted, it's still uh, they should try to stay competitive. In my opinion, there's—I st- mean, yeah, they're they're not a very good team, but that division's just so damn bad. Horrible. That's they, gotta they, be part of their motivation. They've got a shot. They, I guess, they're not yeah, out that's of
0: gotta it. be it. But, but uh, I don't know. Quarterback decision is and Ron Rivera is not really a quitter. So
1: true, no. very true as well. So interesting in the uh, in the quarterback world right now. Yeah, going slightly up I ninety five to. Baltimore. The Ravens,
2: uh this is almost not even worth mentioning. I mean, really crushed about the Bengals this. today, twenty seven to three. Other than
0: the fact that I I'm I'm almost convinced that the that the Bengals are gonna uh David Carr Joe Burrow. I'm almost convinced they're gonna ruin his career by getting him killed. I hope not. They have the worst offensive line. I think I he might be running ever for his seen. life all day today, from what I heard. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, this this might be an unpopular take. I would almost put him on ice and just just like Sign just, just, just sign offensive lineman, draft offensive lineman last year. Like I don't understand why they didn't go. If you're drafting a quarterback number one, why would you trot that offensive line out there to try and protect? And 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 they knew wholeheartedly that he was going to start for them week one. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those situations where they're like, well, we're going to try and make this a redshirt year, but you know, public pressure and you know, you know you know, pressure to put him in there is going to win over and We're going to have to put him in. No, they knew they were going to start with him. So why wouldn't they? I don't understand why teams do this. Like, if you have a young quarterback, at, you know, it's hard to find weapons to put around him. But at the very least, you should invest in the offensive line just so you don't get him killed. Yeah, it's. I mean,
1: we've we've. It's a tale as old as time. We've done it time and time again. It's Tim Couch, and we've you know, and you can definitely argue about the caliber of the quarterbacks that we've drafted, and there's very valid criticism in that. But to to not give them the time that they need, that's the number one thing you always talk about with quarterbacks: is are they going to be able to make decisions fast enough because the game moves so quickly? Yeah, I'd rather throw to average or substandard. Uh, skilled position players. If I know that I'm going to have time and I know that I'm going to be protected, absolutely. And so, yeah, the the Bengals are in dangerous territory getting getting Joe uh, Burrow hurt, and and, yeah. and and you never know. As we've seen with Dak, I mean, it, it takes one bad hit. Yeah. So sorry, Cincinnati. <laughs> uh
2: the Texans are finally off the schneid. They defeated the Jaguars 30 to 14
0: today. They uh, the- they I I saw some highlights of that game they they didn't i mean they won 30 to 14 but they didn't even look good playing that game
2: they're not really going anywhere neither is jacksonville
0: so the houston texans are one of the worst teams in the league if you take deshaun watson off that team yeah they're brutal
2: tell you what november's looking a lot easier for the browns that did at the beginning of the season the texans are doing bad the eagles are doing bad
0: just saying it's never easy with the browns so let's just preach i'm not counting i'm not counting chickens
2: Speaking of teams that aren't having it as easy as we thought they were, the 49ers. Oh. They got crushed today, but Jimmy Garoppolo of another got team benched making a long trip. Uh the Dolphins crushed the 49ers in San Francisco 43 to 17.
0: The Niners are now 0 and 3 at home. Jimmy G got benched. He came back from injury today and got benched. And yeah, they got some bigger problems than just the yeah, injury got, report. Boy, talk about talk about a Super Bowl like the Rams last year and now the 49ers this year, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl losers
2: are. curse is back.
0: Super Bowl loser hangover is it's a real thing, man.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Is that it?
2: Yeah, that's that's while well, we got the we got the Sunday night game, which is the Vikings against the Seahawks. Vikings are actually up ten nothing um, in the second quarter of that game, which that would be an upset if the Vikings were to leave Seattle with a victory. That would get them to two and three. Seattle is undefeated, so I mean they're currently four and zero coming in. in. And then fact-
0: the, the the Titans game right now is was it moved to Tuesday? Tuesday. It is on as yes. of now.
2: And that Buffalo's 4 and 0, the Tennessee is 3 and 0, so that's a game of real boy, importance. they they've
0: really jumbled it because they've <laughs> really jumbled this schedule because Buffalo was supposed to play Kansas City this coming Thursday. That's being moved now to next Monday. And the Titans and Bills are supposed to play Tuesday. There's eight teams impacted by right. this
1: little shuffle that they're doing right. and this is one thing that oh, I'm
0: to, to the freaking Tennessee's fault because they can't follow protocols,
1: right? And this is what kills me because like this is potentially screwing. Now,
0: yeah, it. This. I don't know if it, I don't know if New England's. Sorry, I don't know if New England's is as it bad as Tennessee. Literally got a couple tests and then their team got together and still practiced even though the NFL told them not to. They went to like a high school and practiced. Oh dear. And that's why they keep getting positive tests, and that's why they keep having to close their facility. There should that like I. They should, and and I know one of the games is against Pittsburgh, which really would suck, but they should have to forfeit uh, at least one Ab- of these games.
1: Absolutely. The thing, that's what I was going to say, is the fact that the league is going to all these lengths to jumble schedules and impact other teams, I, I, I absolutely hate it. I think yeah. it's, all, everybody else seemed to get their act together. Everybody yeah. else was complying with the different protocols and playing by the rules, and Clearly, as we've seen, the NBA figured it out. The WNBA figured it out. MLS figured it out. Everyone right. hockey, you know, NHL's figured it. Everyone's this thing is a real deal problem if you don't knuckle down and play by the rules. Right. And or bubble tit- it up. Yeah. And the and the Titans, whatever yeah, they I've- did, whether it be a couple of lazy you know players, whether it be a, a cultural problem that have not taken it seriously, or some shade of gray right. in between, it doesn't matter, I don't care. The fact that they weren't just either forfeited games or yeah
0: honestly in my mind that's I mean, it, that's the best solution it, it, forfeit uh, games yeah. and find the team yeah it's it's a whole it's a whole ball of it's a whole you know case of worms because you know then what do you do cuz like these these players are and i'm talking mostly for the teams that were supposed to play um these games like they're paid 16 installments of their salary per year and that's a weekly per game thing well if well, if games are forfeited, that means that the team isn't getting the TV revenue from playing on TV. So the the players on the other team, who's going to compensate them? The Titans, right? They should own it. I, I agree with you. Find find the team 100%, 100%, 100 percent. Yeah. They should have to cover the the other team's salaries. It's just it's a whole mess of things, and I I I blame all sides with this because like the players didn't want to agree to a bubble or even they didn't want to agree to 32 individual bubbles. And the NFL took their sweet old time coming up with these protocols like right before the season. It's just I hope that this is the only situation that happens like you mentioned New England a little bit like they're going through it. I don't think theirs is because of negligence. It's not, you know, Cam Newton got got it and because of, you know, whatever, who knows. They isolated kid him going to school and... bringing it back from school, you know, they're in the you know, whatever. The Titans, no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. That's, it's it's
2: it's a question of attitude. It's a question of willpower to actually follow the rules and regulations. And I swear this is the only time I'm going to bring up anything like this, but Tennessee is a red state.
0: I'm just saying. Oh, that's got nothing to do with it. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Crickets. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I'm know, not touching that. Yeah.
1: I at the end of the day, it just other teams have to completely rework their schedules and jump through hoops to make up for the fact that whether again it be negligence or stubbornness or something along the lines of not giving a crap, the Titans screwed the pooch and other teams are having to pay for it now. And I'm not I'm not keen on it. Yep. And yeah, of course, it would suck to give Pittsburgh a win. Um, just give them just, a win because of course it's it, Pittsburgh. Of course, right, right,
0: and, and, and it's like like Tennessee is legitimately a good football team. Oh
1: yeah, that would not be a walk in the park. Game. Right, right, and that's it. Ugh. Sucked
0: I, again competitively. I I hate that aspect of it, but and we have to play Tennessee later in the year, uh, assuming they finally get their act together. Right, right. So like like Pittsburgh could get forfeited a win to them, and then we have to go to Nashville and play and that would, Tennessee. That would suck, and but. that'd be a tough game, like. Yeah. I hate Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, I do, too. And I now they get to play Dallas Pittsburgh.
1: without Dak Prescott. So, oh, yeah. screw Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they would win even with Dak, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Good afternoon. God, I hate that football team. Night, you know what was funny? Is, so I was at my parents' house for pretty much the entire Sunday. I went there before the 1 o'clock game start, and I walk in, and the 1 o'clock game start was about, to, was about to begin, and my dad had it on Fox. I, I didn't know which games they were going to play and I came back from commercial, and I see it's the Pittsburgh Eagles game. I'm like, really? I don't want to watch Pittsburgh. So I'm like, is there a game on CBS? And my dad's like, I don't know, I haven't checked. So he switches over to CBS, and I see Baltimore and Cincinnati. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what they do. They, they always play the other in-division games when your team is not playing. And, oh, by the way, if I could take a shot at CBS right now, it was an absolute joke. That Jim Nance and Tony Romo were not in Cleveland today, and they were instead in Dallas. We the two teams at three and one: Colts versus Browns, <laughs> playing each other today. And they decided to go to Dallas for a team that was one and three and zero oh and four.
0: That's so, a joke. So they are going to be in Pittsburgh next week. I read. Finally. So we're going to get them for that game. It's about
2: friggin' time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we're uh, we're rambling on a little bit. Uh, bottom line is, the Browns won. They're four and one. M- injuries mounting, but hey. It's good to talk about that after a victory. Um, so we're going to get on out of here. Any final thoughts, you guys?
1: Took Kevin Stefanski five games to match Hugh Jackson's I... win total from yeah. 40 games.
0: Yeah, actually surpassed it. Or
1: no, yeah, surpassed it. Excuse me. Yeah, he got it last yeah, week. Yeah, he, he, he tied it last week. Took him it's...
0: five five games. No, you're right. You're right. Wait.
1: He's 4-1. and one. He's got four wins. Hugh Jackson didn't do that for
0: like 40 games. He didn't do that. Hugh yeah. Jackson was 3 he was
2: 1-31, and then he was fired after starting 2-5 and five the next season. There you go. So he never yeah. won four games
0: here. 3-36-1. That was Hugh Jackson. Correct. 40 games. He coached 40 games in the rounds. He won three of them because one was a tie against yeah. the Steelers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Five games, Kevin Stefanski. I love you. St- Wait, is it so okay. – Stefanik? Is, is it Stefanik? St- is it Stefanski St- or Stefanski? St- <laughs> Stefanski. Stefanski.
1: Yeah, the coaching glow
0: up in Cleveland has been real. Oh man, from all <laughs> angles, from from all it, angles, literally and figuratively. Yeah, and, the ladies uh, love him. The guys love him because he's winning football games. Yeah. He's just it works for me. It's been a breath of fresh air.
2: Great time to be a Browns fan.
1: It really Hell is. Yeah. That's
0: it coming really from is. Steve Stefano too. Hey. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for uh, listening. Check us out on social media at the L O T L podcast. If you don't follow us, do it because Ryan live tweets the games and they are hilarious. Um, and uh <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you guys for a regular edition of LOTL on Tuesday. So for Steve and Ryan, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the Deerfield Gridiron Browns post-game show presented by LOTL. If you want to sponsor this show, reach out to us. Give us a holler. And uh we'll catch you guys uh next week. Go Browns and F Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs>